Hey, welcome to another episode of Mental Wellness Within the Minority Community. I'm your host, Bethel Kameni. In today's episode, we will focus on addressing stressors, providing some examples of stressors, but more importantly, we will provide a definition for mental wellness. I hope that you stay tuned in, and if you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to ask them. If it's your first time on our podcast, Mental Wellness Within the Minority Community, it's a podcast which focuses on addressing the challenges faced by minorities, especially Africans, as far as mental wellness is concerned. If you listened to our first episode, we appreciate all the feedback you provided, all the comments, and we hope that as we continue to implement the comments and critics that you've provided, that you enjoy the journey. Please feel free to subscribe, share with a friend, and be on the front line of mental wellness within the African community. Let's jump in. Welcome back to this podcast, Mental Wellness Within the Minority Community. I am your host, Bethel Kameni. Earlier, I mentioned uh, talking about definition of mental wellness within the minority community. Uh, here in a few little bit, I will provide a definition of mental wellness within the minority community. Um, and what it means in how the world views and understands mental wellness and how it is defined. Eventually, I will proceed to talk about stressors, talk about those things that um, might be likely to induce stress within um, our community and within ourselves and within our daily lives. So without further ado, I'll jump in. So the World Health Organization and the American Mental Wellness Organization defines mental wellness as a state of well-being in which an individual he or she in which an individual he or she uh, is able to cope with normal stresses of life is able to be productive and fruitful and able to make contributions within their community but more importantly is able to realize uh, their potential i think that is a key word realizing the potential very quickly i would like to do a reverse engineering on this very definition of mental uh, wellness and um, provide uh, some key inputs uh, before we do that i would like to define stress what is stress it's a million dollar question so um according to medicine.net um stress is defined as uh, a physical, mental, emotional factor that causes a bodily, mental, bodily or mental tension. It is a condition which actually creates some state of discomfort within the body and within the mind. Um, it goes without saying that uh, we exhibit different examples of stress on a day-to-day basis. Now, tying this definition of stress back to the definition provided by the World Health Organization, Mental wellness relates to the ability as an individual to be in a state to be able to deal with these tensions, be it physical or mental, and yet be able to be a productive member of our society and attain our full potential. I didn't say it, a the World Health Organization said it. Um, 
that in itself it's a it's a very interesting um definition seen as um those are some of the things that um are essential to who we are as a person as a community as a people but more importantly um it provides some context as to um what we're able to achieve and what we're able to relate to in itself in an article provided by um researchgate.net a medical researcher Lutchmila Stojanovic she is a professor at the University of Belgrade she gives an example of five stressors earlier defined stress as anything that causes um emotional discomfort be it physical that causes discomfort be it physical mental um that causes tension to the body and um as we look at some of the example provided by Miller Stodanovich she broke it down into five categories family social environmental work and youth stresses now when it comes down to youth stresses um she focuses on marriage pregnancy childbirth outstanding achievement child living home child starting school and winning the lottery what another example huh that's interesting now when she talks about family she gives an example of illness or death within the family um divorce marital separation alcoholism or drug addiction increase argument with spouse but when it comes to the african context i have two more example which i think are extremely valuable our family expectation and sexual orientation of uh, this are things that we don't pay enough attention to and i believe are key factors in inducing this emotional physical and mental tension which allows the body to react to certain things um then she goes on to give the example of social she provides geo legal social activities in this context i like to prioritize migration um oftentimes we do not realize the impact that immigration has on us as a person the truth is living your country living everything you've known living everything you're familiar with you are comfortable with to move to another country is a big deal we don't realize the toll of immigration and what it means to us and insecurities and anxiety it causes us we pay little attention to it and i think that's it's an important point to maintain in this chart another good point she makes mention of is she talks about climate noise vibration humidity I like to talk about change in environment. We of African descent are used to tropical weather at least for the most part. And then you move to a new country that has new expectations as far as the winter as far as the summer. Winter in some parts of the US and Europe are extremely harsh. When we think about winter in New York or Wyoming, there's just nothing to play with. The truth is they have some of the harshest winter on the planet. And now you coming from an African country having no exposure whatsoever to what winter is, that in itself can be a traumatic event. 
I hope that somebody out there in the audience has some good experiences as far as winter is concerned and is willing to share with us the experience you know, when it comes to winter. Now in the summer, I have a very good story on that. First of all, I am dark skinned. So obviously when I got to the States, I was, hey man, I'm African, I have no worries. I am good, I don't have to worry about the summer until I experience summer in New Mexico. It is nothing to joke about. I have a great deal of story about it and I will be willing to share with you all. But the truth is some of us have experienced um, different things when it comes to weather and not true, and truly have not had the opportunity to express those traumatic events in a venue that is convenient, that is safe, that allows them to talk freely and share the experiences with everybody. Then we talk about work, Africans and work. We are so focused in providing not only for our families, but providing for the love, for the ones that we love, providing a better life, opportunities, but more importantly, providing um, a chance to the American dream, a chance to the European dream, a chance to not be poor. So um, at work, we experience things that we often shove down our throat. Loss of job, trouble with a supervisor, under promotion, underappreciation, and pure and simple racism. It's what it is. It's the truth. We have to talk about it. Racism is a real thing when it comes to African. Oh, you don't talk like us. Oh, you're too serious. Oh, you have that face, which never jokes, never laughs. We already know African aunties, they're out there working the dollar, man, you know? Um, and the truth is, they do what they have to do to provide for the families, and we cannot hate on that. We can only support their effort. We can only commend their talent, but more importantly, we can commend the support that they have for your families. Last but not least, we talk about you stresses. Marriage, pregnancy, outstanding achievements, childbirth. I'm sure we have a plethora of stories surrounding African parents and the willingness to get married. Earlier today, a couple of minutes actually, I had um, my older brother asking me when I was going to get married. Um, the truth is African parents are truly concerned about family values and what they mean to us, what we are about and what we are trying to accomplish, not only as a human being, but as a person. All these things are very personal within the African community and are very unique to who we are as a person. Um, without further ado, before we jump into the next segment, I provided here some examples of stressors, things that will stress us. I talked very quickly about the definition provided by the Wealth Health Organization, provided a context um, of examples given to us by a university professor at the University of Belgrade, and talk a little bit about um, the different examples of the different stressors. In our next segment, I will talk about a concept which is extremely unique, which I think is bewildering and encouraging as Africans and think that we should observe and be proud of robustness. What is robustness? What is anti-fragility? I'm looking forward to sharing this information with you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, welcome back to Mental Wellness within the Minority Community. Um, in, this last, in this last piece, I would like to talk about a concept which I think is unique to the African people. I think it's extremely valuable and I think it's for sharing. 
I look forward to not only having conversation with each and every one of you guys and audience, but more importantly, to interest you and intrigue you with some of their opinions that I'm sharing here today. So the concept I'd like to talk about is anti-fragility. It's a concept which was developed by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. He is an atheist, scholar, statistician, a former options trader and risk analyst. Um, He is a U.S. citizen. Uh, He has had the opportunity to work in some of the most difficult crises around the world. So Mr. Taleb makes uh, this incredible argument about anti-fragility. So he goes ahead and defines anti-fragility as such. Anti-fragility is a property of a system that increase in capacity to thrive as a result of stressors, shocks, volatility, noise, mistakes, fault, attacks, or failures. It's a concept which allows and which explains how organisms and entities are better suited to respond to external event. He goes on to make a very uh, preponderant difference between anti-fragility and robust. Now, he goes ahead and defines robustness as a resilient resistance to shock and yet staying the same in the, ante- in the antithesis of the shock being experienced. That is the definition of robustness. For my part, I would like to argue that the African community is robust, not anti-fragile. Reason is simple. Through the traumatic events that the African community has experienced over time, we have had the opportunity and ability to circumvent all of those events, and yet has have had the misfortune of not sharing and participating in the cognitive conversation, which will not only allow us to grow over time, but be sustainable and be successful. And that's why we hear, that's why we have a blatant disregard for mental wellness within the African community. I'm sure there are lots of you out there who disagree with my opinion. I'm looking forward to your comments, and I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of this information with you. We as Africans are robust. We have the potential of doing great things, but we have to evolve to a state of being anti-fragile. It's not enough to resist stress, but it is enough to resist stress but learn from it and share experience so that when another stressor happens we're not only prepared but we are able to respond in kind and quality i'm looking forward to your comments please share with us share with a friend engage in this very opinionated conversation and be sure to share with us please like us on instagram at mental wellness and the minority community And if you have any questions or comments, share with us. We will respond in a very orderly manner. But more importantly, we want this conversation to keep moving forward. Before we part today, I would like to share some very uh, valuable information. Information I believe is truly important. I'd like to share with you on the number two, the National Suicide Prevention Agency. It is 1-800-273-8255. And for those who reside in Canada at this time, it is 1-800-33-456-4566. 
Thus, resources are available to you 24-7, 375 days a week. There are people out there willing and able to help you, willing and able to share in your discomfort. Please, share with a friend. Even over a burrito, I argue that we can have this very um, discomforting conversations. I argue that it is on us, millennials. Yes, I said it, the millennials to have this very uncomfortable conversation. I look forward to hearing your comments. Please share my podcast. Share with your friends. Share with your family. And I hope that next time we convene here, we have some better information. Now, moving forward, what it is that we're trying to accomplish? Well, the answer is simple. Today, I provided some example of stresses. What I'd like to do over the next couple of weeks is spend some time examining the stressors. I talked about divorce. I talked about alcoholism. I talked about sexual orientation. I talked about marriage, pregnancy, childbirth. But more importantly, I talked about migration. I hope that somebody out there in the audience would be willing to come on this podcast, share their experiences with us, how they dealt with the situation, and perhaps it's going to inspire one of our youngsters out there to be brave enough to deal with a similar situation. I look forward to hearing from you. Please like us on, on, on Instagram, mentalwellness.com. If I said it again, I'm sorry I say it again. And if I'm rambling, I apologize. It was a pleasure being with y'all today. I look forward to the next episode. Peace out. Stay blessed. It is Bethel Kamini signing out. Peace.